I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, Poddleters. Welcome back to another episode of Adulting. And this is a slightly special one as it is brought to you by the NHS. I speak to Hope, who is a trainee nurse, about what nursing really means in 2019 and why if you're considering going into nursing or if you're thinking about what you want to do, why nursing might be a great choice for you. You'll probably know this already, but I come from quite a medical family. And so I am always fascinated to hear the stories of the people that work in the NHS. And I think that for all of us, it's always great to understand a little bit more of these people who are really kind of like the gatekeepers of society, you know, help keeping us all well and fit. And it's one of the hardest jobs in the world, but it's certainly one of the most rewarding. And I think you're going to really enjoy this. And yeah, it's just very nice to have someone on the podcast who works in a traditional role rather than something that's kind of like in the media or you might have heard on another podcast. And I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation. So as always, please do rate, review and subscribe and I will see you next week. Bye. Hi guys and welcome to Adulting. In this week's episode, I am joined by Hope. Hello. You alright? Good, thank you. How are you doing? Very well, very well. Very wet day today. Oh my God, I'm. you can't see me, but I'm literally drenched <laughs> to my core. Thankfully, you can't see me. Uh, but thanks so much for travelling and this awful weather to come and see me. Anytime. Come all the way from Liverpool. True, yeah. Very kind of you. So Hope's come to talk to me about nursing. Ah, uh, yeah. So basically, this episode is actually brought to you by the NHS, because what we're going to do is open up the conversation to teach people a bit more about what nursing really is and why it's a career that maybe you would consider. And I think nowadays, we even more than ever, it's not that much of a chosen career. There aren't that many people going into it. And so I've got hope here to tell us what the parts of nursing that we don't understand and what might encourage us to want to consider it. So do you want to tell me a little bit about how you've ended up in nursing? I am. I kind of fell into nursing, to be honest. Um, For my first degree, I did a classical music degree with a principal study of classical singing. And whilst I was at uni, I had a part-time job working with people with learning disabilities and supporting them to enter the community, part-time job, maybe bingo, disco, all that kind of stuff. And after I finished uni, I just went straight there and did full-time work and after that I moved for about nine months and worked in a residential home and the district nurses used to come in to visit the like the residents and because I was activities coordinator and not necessarily care staff they they used to be like oh will you go and help the district nurses yeah you sit in with them point them where to go and that was basically it and I started to the nurse one day and she said oh you know, you, this is how we do it. Like, I went into this when I was about 35 and I went straight into community and I visit people in their own houses, that's it. I was like, oh, right. Mm. So that's, a, that's a bit different. So, you know, normally I pictured a nurse on the ward, you know, going, oh, come on, let's get you ready. Come on, let's do this. No, not at all. She's there bandaging these patients' legs, checking catheters, everything. And sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, we just help me. Yeah, we hold this bandage, do this. And that is what gave me the little bug in my head of, huh, I could do that. <laughs> That's nothing. I could do that. That's dead easy. And so that kept running around my brain. She'd come back the next week. She'd be like, oh, yeah, do you want to just help me with this bandaging? Come on, it'd be really good. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, getting easier. Like, come on, <laughs> come on. Um, so... I moved back to the company I used to work for with learning disabilities and I said to them straight away, I'm thinking of applying for nursing. So I don't really want to be here for that long because I want to apply. And they're like, okay, yeah, fair enough, yeah. And I was um and ah and I was like, yeah. And then my nan had a major stroke. It was like a week before Christmas, major stroke, and I'm like, 
oh my word. So I was constantly surrounded by nurses and doctors because mm. I was there every day, every day. And that confirmed it. That was like, I could do this, definitely, easy. And so I applied on the last day. You could apply. Sat in bed, dog on my knee, on my phone, filling out my personal statement, sent it off. Amazing. Yeah, just like that. So I think that's really interesting, going back to what you're saying about community nursing, because I completely agree. I I automatically make that assumption again of a nurse on a ward. And my mum was a nurse, so she was on wards, and I think of that kind of vision. But also, I when I, I work with shelter charities sometimes, and when oh, I went to see them, they have nurses that go onto the street and look after homeless people and there's all these different elements to nursing which means that you aren't just confined to the walls of a hospital and especially because of that you then are the leader in that environment because there aren't necessarily hierarchies it's like you're the nurse in that situation and that's your patient or your situation to look after and so I can imagine why that looks really attractive because it's in a different a different environment. Yeah there's so many different avenues to to go into nursing because um, at my university, they have mental health adult, which is what I'm doing. It's like the old general nursing, mm. children's nurse. And I think in some universities, they do um, learn disability nursing. No, they definitely do. Um, I think they just celebrated 100 years of learn disability nurses, oh, actually, wow. yeah. Um, so just so many avenues. Like, I'm currently on my final placement. You know, at the end of this one, they're going to tick a box and say, yes, you can be a nurse. Um, and I'm in a GP surgery and they have a homeless outreach clinic on a Thursday afternoon. Oh, amazing. And it's anyone's welcome, you know, and they can be, you can see a nurse, a doctor, physio, OT kind of stuff. And it's brilliant. So once you've started now and you're in it, I guess you found out that it's a lot more than just putting bandages on people. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my word, far from it. Um yeah, it's so varied. One day, like, I've had 16 different placements now. I've had a school nursing placement where I've had to go to schools and give them the flu vaccine and they go up, the like, the children's noses. Oh, yeah. And it's like a little shot of water and they're like, they're holding the <laughs> nose and like, oh, yeah, miss, I've, I've got it now. And you're just absolutely laughing. But good thing. And then... I've worked on wards, I've worked on an elderly ward, or like orthopaedics. Um, I've had very varied district nursing. I've had two district nursing placements in two different parts. So one in Liverpool and one just out on the outskirts in a town. And just seeing a the difference there was, was mega. Mm. I've done palliative care. So when you're when you're on the wards or when you're working in, say you're doing adult nursing right now, yep. what kind of things are you doing day to day? Because I think we think a lot about that kind of bedside manner idea and the hand-holding, but actually it, I guess it's a lot more proactive than that. And I think nurses have a lot more scope to do things than people think. I think a lot of people think nursing is like a rung below a doctor or... Mm, but yeah. actually it's almost on its own level, isn't it? You kind of do a completely different job. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's um, like UCAS at the moment have just had... A lot of scrutiny over. You will help the doctors. Um, oh, really? Is that, is, that, is, that, is that just all, yeah. So that's gone. That's been scrapped. They've changed it completely. And we basically nurses are the eyes and ears of the mm. NHS. We are there. You know, if if you're getting more and more sick, we're the ones that tell the doctors, "Quick, come on, come and sort this out." We are also the ones that say, "Look, you need to prescribe this for this patient." That you know. They're not well. And they mm. go, yeah, of course. But we do so much more. When you come into hospital, we're already arranging your discharge before yeah. you're leaving. It was like, so I broke my ankle in the gym, funny oh. enough, doing box jumps. My stupid thing to do. <laughs> and when I had my ankle surgery, I had it like pinned and plated. I think I met the surgeon twice. And the second time I was so delirious from going under that, I don't remember him. But the nurses are the ones I spent my whole time with. And would chat to me all night long when I couldn't sleep. Were giving me more painkillers. Were there like doing like being around me the whole time? And actually, as you say, you are the life and soul of the hospital. You're the people that are there. And more often than not, as a patient, you don't really get to see the doctor that much. They're often like in offices or doing more behind the scenes things. Yeah. And I think nurses really do run the room or run the area that you're in. Absolutely, yeah. Because um, we think of care and also your health as holistic. 
So we are looking. Say an elderly patient comes in, they've broken their hip. We're thinking, okay, they feel they've fallen over. Why have they fallen over? Like, okay, let's fix them physically, but why have you fallen over? Is it because the steps getting into your house, you can't judge them very well? Mm. Do they need changing? Do we need to get the occupational therapist in to get that sorted? Or they getting the start of dementia, let's sort that out. You know, there's loads of different things that nurses do. They send so many referrals mm. off. Uh, like, for different long-term conditions, like, my granddad has telehealth, which is basically he has to do a blood pressure reading, pulse reading, and send it off on a little yeah, mini little iPad. Yeah, machine thing, yeah. yeah. And he, they get seen very regularly by the doctor. If it's a bit high for constantly, like, a certain amount of time, they go, come into the doctors and we'll sort you out. But the telehealth nurses that have arranged right. all that, you know, so many different things we do for patients so when you went through into your training I mean I don't really know what you go through but I guess there's so many iterations of like you might learn about sexual health you might learn how to take blood I mean there must be so many different as you say it's really holistic because your health goes from all areas and with nursing sometimes I imagine it can be quite general and that you could be seeing a patient as you say who's fallen over or someone who's got pregnant or it's it's a massive spectrum of things did you feel like the training has, has armed you very well to feel like super knowledgeable on a, on a large variety of things? Absolutely. Um, they start everyone on a, like a playing level. Like, you know, everyone starts at the bottom. Yeah. Regardless of whether you've worked in hospitals for 10, 15 years or you haven't. I never worked in a hospital before I did. So they start everyone off. Anatomy and physiology, which you do need to know, regardless of whether you're mental health adult child learning disabilities because everybody has a body you know <laughs> um but then it, it kind of cranks up with like you know your teamwork your communication your recording skills in in nursing if it's not written down it didn't happen right that's yeah. how it works um so that that's the next step up and then you'll do like evidence-based practice which is you know researching and making sure the plaster I am putting on someone's leg is the right plaster for that cut. Simple as that. Helping you to research and things like that is really, really useful. That like we have to follow the nursing and midwifery code for the for like nursing, and they say you have to keep your practice mm. up to date. So you're constantly doing it, and universities change that to fit in with where you are. Like, all my placements have been so varied. Oh, really? Yeah, like I said before, like, have you, I've been on the termination clinic mm. and did a placement there. At nursing home as well. I've been in, like, private as well. So it's absolutely brilliant. So I think with doctors, like, everyone knows that it's kind of a bit like, I'm trying to think, in, you know, in Sherlock Holmes, you get a problem and you've got to look at all the different issues and figure out how it works. And I think all of us recognise, especially with, like, a GP when you go in, that you give them loads of random problems that you're dealing with and you've got to put them together. And I think with nursing, a lot of that goes on as well because you've got to be almost just as clued up because you might be the first port of call they get to and you might then have to present these ideas to the doctor. So actually, you have so much control over that patient's health more than just kind of telling them it's going to be okay and cleaning their bed sheets. It, it is, there is a, there's a science to it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, even nurses diagnose patients. Yeah. Like, the, there's a nurse practitioner role, an advanced nurse practitioner role, which you can do after you've done your nursing degree. That basically makes you a bit like a doctor. You will, you will prescribe, you, well, you can prescribe, and you have to make diagnosis on people, you know. It's one of them, like... But nurses do all the time. You, you, you can't help yourself, you know. Mm. People are giving you symptoms, you're like, oh, sounds like pneumonia, that. Oh, yeah, oh, sounds like a broken arm. You, you can't help yourself. Yeah. Especially with the training, you, you know, you get taught all this stuff and what to look out for and especially long-term conditions because they become a lot more popular, like diabetes, mm. COPD kind of stuff. So, Do you feel like you've learned a lot more through your training and a lot more knowledgeable than perhaps you were expecting? Like when you went into nursing, were you expecting to learn as much as you have? Or no, it... not at all. Um, I've, I've learned a lot. And also, you learn a lot 
on the wards and in clinics and in the community as well. You you think, oh, they give you perfect, like how you're meant to be communicating with people. But until you go onto the ward and you put it into practice, mm. you don't know whether that works or not. Yeah. I'm from Liverpool. And we say it as it is, basically. <laughs> so, you know, if you if you get it wrong one time, someone will tell you. So, you know, I've really learned a lot. My Like my values have been enhanced or absolutely changed mm. from having to sit with someone while they're dying and they're waiting for their family to come and see them and, you know, letting people die with dignity. And, you know, it's not just about you come into hospital, we fix you, get out again. It's not like that. It's very, very diverse. And, yeah, medical-wise, science-wise, you do learn a lot. You have to. It's the basics of... Mm you know, nursing and that, so. Because I think a lot of what's happened with nursing, maybe in recent years, why it's become stigmatised, or people aren't going into it, I feel like because it seems there's an old-fashioned idea that nurses are like these matronly older women and it's almost become like a gendered role, whereas that's entirely not true. There's loads of men who go into nursing and it's a really difficult job. And I think trying to change the rhetoric or the narrative we have around nursing so that people see it as a really commendable job and it's not easy I can imagine the hours are ridiculously long but I also I had a friend um, who does midwifery as well and she was like the sense of community and the friendships you build working in hospital with other people who are doing the same for patients I can imagine that's something that's hard pushed to find in a lot of jobs yeah definitely you all bond together I don't know what it is I think it's because you can sit there on your break and talk about urine and faeces <laughs> while you're still eating and it, it's normal um and also, people don't understand what you're actually going through and what you're mm. seeing when you're nursing. That makes it sound like gloomy, but if I was to say to my family, oh, my word, this patient came in today, oh, and they were bright yellow, and a family were crying, and, you know, she was really ill, but it's all right, like, we pulled the back together, mm. and they're like, all right, okay, all right. And for us, that's, like, amazing. Yeah. Or... You say to someone, I had to sit with someone whilst they'd passed away. So I could take over from their family so their family could go home mm. and stand, like sitting there, standing there while a family is saying, like, oh, goodbye. Mm. It is, it's heartbreaking. But another, if you said that to another nurse, They'd be there yeah. for you all the time. I can imagine it's hugely life-affirming because you know that every single day when you go into work, you're going to have an impact on someone at some point in the day, Absolutely. even if it's the smallest thing, it's like giving a sweet to a child after they've done yeah. a blood test or whatever, or sitting with a family in the moments when they're losing their grandmother. I think there's very few careers where you know that you can go to sleep at night and think, actually, I've literally just oh, had definitely. the hugest impact on someone. You know, I, I go home and I think of some patients and... You know, do you know what? I, I helped them today. I, I, good on me, basically. And you don't want to thank you, though. It's no. a really weird sensation. It's it's quite hard to explain. It's it's you. It's affirming to yourself, you know, like you just said, I've done good. I've helped someone today. And the smiles that you see of someone when you're, when you're like, oh, yeah, we can get that sorted for you. Don't you worry about that. And they're made up. Absolutely happy over the moon um, and you, you get, it hits you right there in the centre of your chest like go me so I imagine at some point you were at a crossroads between choosing whether you wanted to go into a classical music career or oh. do your nursing and now and I mean they're completely t totally different oh, entities yeah. do you feel like you've made the right choice because for some people I guess classical music that's such a passion project and if you're skilled at that that's it might seem really shocking that suddenly you thought actually no for me it's nursing Um. Oh, yeah. When I was younger, obviously I wanted to be a pop star. That's just, you know, five-year-old me. Yeah. Spice Girls had just come out. And then I always wanted to be Claire from Steps because she was the loudest and had the biggest mouth. <laughs> so I wanted to be her. And I, after that, I was like, oh, no, better not. I sang in choirs, you know, did all that bit. Um, I was like, I want to be a historian. And I remember being sat in the car with my dad and he was like, why do you want to do that? All you'll end up being is a history teacher. And I was like, oh, 
<laughs> and then I thought my history teacher's a school and I was like, oh God, I don't want to end up like them. Um, so then I had a complete change of heart when I started having singing lessons when I was like oh, 17. And my singing teacher was like, oh yeah, you can get to your grade eight within a year. You could apply to go to music school. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll give it a go. And I, I did, I, you know, by the time I was 19, well, before I was 19, I had all my singing grades up to grade eight my music theory, and had a place at Leeds College of Music. So that was a bit mad. Um, and I was like, this is for me. I love this. Every day it was like fame school. You're walking down the corridor, people playing musical instruments everywhere. You're singing and all that. But after I finished, because I went straight into this care role because I needed a job, basically, um, I think it came at the right time. I still teach. I, I love teaching. Do musical theatre a lot. Um, right. Yeah, right. absolutely love it. Like, you should have seen me driving down the roads before. And the, I was like, are we by the West End? And I'm like, that, looking around, going, that is fantastic. Um, but, yeah, I definitely made the right decision. Every day I perform. Yeah. I, I perform clinical skills every day. I have conversations where I have to repeat myself over and over again. So isn't there oh I'm trying to remember who wrote it. Who's who's the person that founded the NHS? Um Welsh and it's like this is a really round thing. But there's a poem about how the hospital, I think, is like the stage and everyone who works in the hospital is like a part of the play and everyone's creating a story for every patient and you've got to make it. I will have to find it and I'll send yeah, it to you. So, so I think yeah. it's amazing. I can't remember I'm sure it begins with a B. Whoever the founder anyway, yeah. that's completely off the tangent. It just made me think as you're saying that it is so true because I think it's putting yourself, it's almost like having an out-of-body experience because your whole day is nothing is about you. It's about dealing with that situation at hand. And actually that takes a lot of strength and I imagine an amazing ability to compartmentalise because going from one patient who's just died to then dealing with something else must be an absolute mind fudge. <laughs> I swear then. <laughs> I, I thought you were as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, it's very hard for... Before, like happy face, it, it, you you do yeah. Like you could be having loads of troubles at home, and you go in the morning, and you're like, "Hi everyone, you're right, yeah, come on, it's good time for breakfast." You know, oh, does anyone want a shower? But you 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 get on with it. You know, they're in a place where they are vulnerable. Mm. They don't really want to be there. Like, who wants to be in hospital? People can be scared. You know, upset because they're away from the family or, you know, and you need to make them as comfortable as possible. And it can be easy little things. Saying hello to someone, you know, hi, I'm Hope. I'll, I'll be with you today. If you need anything, just give us a shout. Easy. And it puts them at ease and you can see it. You can see the tension of Ozzy just fall. Like, mm. yeah, it's, it is very simple things. So for when, like... <laughs> If, if we're going to be talking to people who may be thinking about applying or thinking that maybe nursing could be an option for them, do you think there's any kind of... Do you think nursing suits everyone? Because I think, again, especially talking about, like, men going into nursing, which is something which a lot of people don't realise, do you find that your colleagues are people of all different, every single type of person? I think with the diversity of the role, there is a lot of diversity in people types, mm. personality types as well. Like, my boyfriend is a student nurse. Oh, so really? there you go. There's a, there's one man, um, <laughs> but no, there's there's loads of men that do nursing. There's quite a few in my course, especially through all the three years that that I study at the moment, and they they embrace it. You know, m men feel more comfortable with someone who is a, well with another man. Yeah. If if they're gonna get washed by them. Yeah, that's you true. know, male nurses are needed, and mm -hmm. I think more should actually apply. Um, and what about, apart from talking about the empowering side and the fact that you know you're, you're doing good, I can imagine that nursing is also a really hard slog and, like, the hours must be long and I guess that's not helped by the fact that there aren't enough nurses as well. Yeah, it is pretty tough. 12-hour um, shifts, but if you're constantly doing something, you're constantly busy, it feels like three hours. Yeah. And you're like, oh, oh, six o'clock, we've only got two hours to go. Um, it, it can go really, really quick. And do you tend to do the thing where you have like three 12-hour shifts and then four days off? Is that Have I just made that up? Is that a thing? Um, it depends on, because you could do one day in, then one day off, and then have two days in, 
Right. It, it, it varies. They tend to try and group nights together, definitely, because otherwise it'll just mess your head up. Mm. Um, but it, it depends. It depends on the hospital and things like that, the way they do things. Because um, some wards will be like, you have to do three days straight and then maybe four days off or four days. It depends on what week it is. And there's loads of different things. If you were in a clinic, it's nine to five. Okay. If it's district, you could be doing out of hours, which could be Saturday and Sunday, or you just work Monday to Friday. It, it varies in every single place. Like, there's no set rule. Yeah. So obviously you're still at the point where you're still studying. So you'll be, when will you be fully qualified? Um, I finish everything by January. Cool. But because I'm on NHS bursary, I can't work as a nurse until the 1st of April. Right. Mm. Can I ask you a bit more about that? So what's NHS bursary? They don't have it anymore. Oh, is that what they got rid of? That's what they got right. rid of. And they shouldn't have really. Um, I think I think it's an absolute chain that they got rid of it, to be honest. But I got, I get about £400 a month with student loan for those who are, who would apply now. You get double the amount. Right. So you have to get more. So you get more. Like, I find it really hard to live off four hundred pounds Oh, I a see. Month. You're right, because but because now it's a proper, like, it's a degree. It's a, it's a degree. So then you get the same as like, other students, whereas before it was its own, it wasn't a degree, was it? It was like No, it, yeah, it was a degree. Course. It was just that the NHS decided for bursaries. So, but, yeah, I'd, I'd rather have the student loan, to be honest. I'd rather be able to live yeah. with student loan money now than I did, well, I am doing with £400 a month. Yeah. And what about with we're going forwards in terms of looking for career, how your career might progress? It's interesting to hear that you can obviously get further qualifications and actually move up around. Because I think something I wouldn't have necessarily known about nursing is that it's not just you're a nurse and that's end of the story. Yeah, yeah. You have actually got room to progress and move, and like you can actually go into working for the NHS and like not in the hospital. And yeah, yeah. Could you tell me a little bit more about are there any other things that you think? I know you're not there yet, but yeah, yeah. you would then hope to progress to. Um, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I, I want to work in a, in a GP practice right. um, as, as a practice nurse. So I would want to then do a master's or a, like a postgraduate mm -hmm. certificate or diploma, they call them, um, in like clinical examination, diagnostics. So I can diagnose you and go, this is what you need. Fab. And then also I'd want to do my non-medical prescribing mm. so I can prescribe anything like a doctor could. Yeah. So it makes life so much easier. And is that a new is that a new position, the GP practitioner nurse, or has that always been Oh no, that's been around for quite a bit. You tend to see them more in walking centres. I think yeah, like sexual health clinics and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I, we call it, I don't know if they're the same. Johnny I think yet. it is. I think it is probably a walk in. Yeah. I am just thinking, because when I got my coil, um I went to a walk in. I hate it, it's horrible. Not the walk in the coil. <laughs> And um, the, I think everyone there thinking about actual nurse and I kept thinking they were doctors because they seem so senior because all the things they're doing and then you realise yeah. they're just a really qualified yeah. nurse. Yeah. They've done all the qualifications yeah. where they, they can't be equal to a doctor in a way. Doctors ask nurses for advice all the time. Nurses ask doctors for advice all the time. It, we work in partnership. I think, mm. I think that's what was most offending about the UCAS thing was yeah. we work in partnership. We don't just support the doctors. Yeah. And so um just trying to think, because there's so many different roles, like, especially mental health nursing. Mm. You know, they might not do as much clinical stuff as adult nurses, like taking blood, but they're as vital with people's mental health, like going out to the people's houses and checking up on their mental health or doing a psychiatric report or anything like that. Yeah. Um. It, it it varies a lot, and as you say, like with nursing, that holistic idea, it adds into so many different 
arenas of like things I talk a lot about on this podcast when it comes to like whether that's to do with social housing or people that are suffering with their mental illness or people who have disabilities or different things nurses add into a huge roster of like kind of public health services that act together to really try and go help I mean the situation where yeah. the minute isn't great isn't it I mean governmentally and everything we're going through yeah, yeah. and nursing is really at the forefront almost of this kind of war on inequality which we're trying to break through at the minute because you probably are the people that a lot of people will end up in direct contact with yeah. and that can have a huge impact on someone's life more than legislative legislative I can't say it <laughs> legislative stuff does oh, right, yeah. even though it does really need to come from top down so I think it's giving yeah. that the, a voice back to nurses and showing how much of a fundamental and important role it is and why it's such a great job role. I mean, everyone's always thinking about what to do. Mm. I always kind of wanted to be a nurse a bit because my mum was a nurse and I just think she's the best person I've ever Also, the way she makes a bed, I know that isn't <laughs> a really like a massive thing about nurses do right now, but oh my God. Yeah. That is mad. We I can't good. do it. We, we are good at doing beds. <laughs> I'm really bad at making beds and she's really offended by it because I'm so messy and she does the proper falling down and everything. <laughs> but it also, I do think it makes you like, she's so tidy and so organised because you've got to run such like a tight ship yeah. and like get everything so organised. And it's definitely the nursing in her. I've missed out on that gene, sadly. <laughs> I'm very organised. I wouldn't say I'm, I wouldn't say I'm not tidy. <laughs> no, <laughs> I am tidy. I, I'm very organised. I live out my diary. I'm... I'm very, very good at that, but uh, I'm not a tidy person, I'll tell you that for sure. Do you think there's, on that vein, are there skills that you've taken away from nursing that have kind of impacted you outside of your your job role? Like, do you think that it's had a wider impact on you as a person? Because I feel like it's not just, as you say, putting bandages on, it's so much more, and I imagine that must then impact how you live your life, do you think? Yeah. It, make, it makes me think a lot more of my, my friends and family. Um... Because I've seen it when a 17-year-old lad come in and he's been stabbed mm-hmm. and then he's passed away. And you're just like, wow. I, you know, I my values have changed, like like I said before, um, with, you know, treating patients with, you know, they're not just here because they want the beds and they, they want free food. And, you know, especially like homeless people as well. If they if they come into A and E and people are like oh here we go, you're like they might be sick, you know, mm-hmm. they might actually need some help, and with the holistic care stuff we we can help them that way. Mm. Uh, but skills that help me in my actual life, definitely communication skills. I've become quite a comedian to be honest. <laughs> um, like on the way here, I convinced the taxi man I was coming here to to do an album recording. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, having the confidence to speak to people, you yeah. know, anyone on the street. I don't know what, if that's all right in London, like, but, you know, in Liverpool, everyone loves it. Yeah. Um, I think it also probably, because once you walk through those hospital, hospital doors, everyone is the same. It doesn't matter if you're a billionaire or if you're homeless, you're going to get the same care and the same treatment. And I feel like that's quite a humbling thing as a passing going to hospital, but also as a nurse, it means that you get to... You, everyone is on a level and yeah. I think that's as you say it helps you communicate with people because you see everyone really we're all just human mm. and no matter what amazing things you might have si- outside of like the hospital doors the minute you're being treated by a nurse or a doctor you're that that can't do anything yeah. kind of thing and I think that's a really interesting it must change the way you look at people because you'll see people so much for their values yeah and as you say it'll, it'll help you view I mean I'm sure that you've probably got a very compassionate person anyway but I think a lot of people could do well from <laughs> Seeing the world with a bit more empathy rather than... Definitely. We have to adhere to the NMC code um, for all nurses do, student nurses and nursing associates. And it's basically like a little mini Bible for nurses. And it says, oh, treat everybody equally. Um, Treat everyone with empathy. Be an advocate for everyone. And you're like... Well, yeah, that's just you should just be like that mm-hmm. in real life. Like, so if you're thinking that way, that you know, you've got the first bit nailed, you know, being a nurse. If you're nice to everyone, treat everyone equally, you sorted, you're on the right step. Yeah. Then coming on for the more practical sides, what about 
with pay and like in terms of going, if we're talking about it as a job now, because it is a vocation, I think we've been talking about very much as like a life choice. And I think it really is that. Like yeah. you sign up to be a nurse and you sign yourself over to a very different way of living. But practically from a job point of view, do you find it's attractive in that like, are the perks outside of like just making a great person? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think you start on £24,000 a year. That's the lowest. But with enhancements, so if you do a night shift on a Saturday night, I think you get double pay. Oh, that's good. And it's it's a fair amount of money. Yeah. Like I know students who work as a healthcare assistant in a hospital and they will do one night shift a month. Wow. And it'll top up their money for the month. That's made great. Up. So, oh, I do Saturday and Sunday nights, so it pays me rent for the month. Yeah. Like, oh, right, okay, fair enough. That is good. Um, but there's loads of stuff like, hol- especially in the NHS, there's loads of holidays and stuff. I think it's like 20... I'll, I'll get this wrong Don't now. worry if you get it, but that's fine. Um, about 29 days, I think. But that's there's good. other little, like, little perks, so... I'm sure there's a scheme you can do with your car where you don't pay tax on it or... You get it for a cheaper price. The only yeah. thing I can think of is that also don't you get half price dominoes? I just remember that you need all you use everyone's NHS things to yeah. get half price. And you get twenty percent off in Nando's as well. Yeah, you get discount. Look, honestly, all the nurses we're always going <laughs> going out with them for pizza or yeah. you do get quite good discounts and stuff. Actually, now thinking about it, yeah, there's like a card you can get called the Blue Light card, and you can get money off holidays and all things like that honestly oh, it's that really good. good I think it's good to hear about it from a practical because I think it's it, like as I say as a vocation but 24k for a starting salary is not bad at all no um, and I think it's seeing it more as a job than I don't know it is weird I do think the way that we've talked about nursing like previously in the past is kind of like it's like a, oh just go into nursing like it doesn't seem to get as no. much airtime as it needs no not at all as like a proper career it is a career yeah Um, you know because you 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 know, you could be and end up being chief nurse of some hospital in London. You know, they, they need them. Or you could be head of the RCN, the Royal College of Nursing. Yeah. You know, there's loads of stuff you can do. You know, you could really work your way up. And it if you do your nursing degree and you go, oh, do you know what? I want to be more like a doctor now. Yeah. You can do a, I think it's called a physician, physicians, I can't speak to say that. Physicians, associates, masters. Oh, I can't say it. It's my Scouse accent. I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you can do that for two years yeah. as a master's and you, I think then you are a bit of a PA. Yeah. Doctors don't, yeah. They, um, and can't you go like into, um, what is it, like doing stuff, oh my God, why can't I think what it is, in like labs and stuff and going to research nursing and things oh, as yeah. well. Oh yeah, research nursing is massive at the moment. Um, I... Followed, like I shadowed some research nurses up in Liverpool Heart and Chest Hospital and they were taking bloods off people before they had biopsy oh, to wow. see if in their bloods it could say, whatever part, it could say like they've got cancer or not. Wow, that's it was, really cool. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. I found it really interesting. Yeah. What's your, okay, I want to know, what's your, like the best day at work, what would be like the best that happens and what would be... The worst day at work because I think for me like the best day at work might be I get a really exciting email and the worst day at work would be like I don't get paid on time like it's not going to be anyone as extreme or exciting as your worst and best so I'd love to know like in real life or just yeah. in hypothetical no 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 you, in your maybe in your real life real life okay best in day nursing, yeah I remember once um, I <laughs> I had to go to the neonatal ward to like have a day there get a feel for it and all that and then they were saying, oh, there's twins getting, like, nearly being born. You could go if you want. I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. I went round. I went white as a sheath. Really? Yeah. But then afterwards when I saw them on the ward and, like, little tiny dinky babies, oh, it was dead cute. That was a really nice day for me, that. That is cute. I can imagine that being yeah. lovely. Um, I don't, Although, and another time, when I was working on a termination clinic, I had a lady come in. What's a termination clinic, quickly? Uh, it's where you can have an abortion. Right. Okay. Termination of pregnancy. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, when you said it earlier, I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's all right, don't worry. Um, they tend to call it that rather than the abortion clinic. Yeah, I, I think know. I would have called it an abortion clinic, yeah, yeah. wrong terminology. No, well, it's you know, one of them, isn't it? Um, 
I literally met a lady for two minutes. I was like, hi, you all right? How are you doing? I just need to see your blood pressure and blood burn and all that. And she came into me and went, my blood pressure is going to be through the roof. I went, really? Let's sit down. Let's see. Come on. She was like, I've got white coat syndrome, which is basically she's scared of hospitals. Yeah. I was like, oh, there it is. Here we go. And she carried on talking to me. I was like, okay, yeah. She went, I thought I was going to be late. And you're not allowed to be late, are you? I was like, no, not really. But you're here now. Don't worry. She went, I've had to lie to work of why I'm here. Oh. And it, this is all because I had an affair with a married man. <gasps> and I was a bit like, <gasps> why are you telling me this? I was like, and I literally said back to her, you don't have to tell me anything. You know, it's absolutely fine. She went, no, I've not been able to tell anybody about this. And I trust you. And you didn't judge me at all for mm. being here. And I felt really comfortable telling you that. And I just had to get it out. And my heart, like, absolutely sank. I was like, that... For her to trust me for two minutes, just through me being nice to her, best day. Yeah. Best day ever. I can imagine that totally, because also it's that, like, patient confidentiality thing that you do feel like it is no judgment. That's the loveliest thing. That's it's it. like you don't... When you walk through those doors, no one's ever going to care what's what you've done or whatever. No. So I think that is that is a really a massive position of privilege because nowadays people feel like they can't trust anyone. So that that's really like honor honor honoring, humbling. Not sure. Yeah, either, either or, yeah. Either or, um, yeah. Because I've had a lot of patients tell me stuff confidential, mm. like and say, "Don't please don't tell my family." Like a guy had hidden HIV from his family. Oh, that's so hard. And so we had to, you know respect us mm. privacy on that you know yeah it's it's one of them we don't judge why should we judge because that could have been me in that bed mm. you know these little things really you know make a big difference yeah I think especially with like the abortion clinic now and thank god with uh, Northern Ireland's just gone oh, through there isn't that amazing amazed off. Oh, the best news yeah uh, but being like in those positions I think is it is a point of privilege because it's helping, especially when I anything to do with women's issues, I'm always feel really passionate about. But it I is, think yeah. like it's so nice to be able to know that you're helping other women in situations that are difficult. Absolutely. For me personally, like, that's what I would look at and be like, this is actually such an attractive job offer because a lot of the time you do feel so helpless. Like, what can we do, especially against like climate change or whatever else that's going on? So I can imagine like going into work and thinking, actually, even if I just make one person's day that bit better, yeah. you can finish that day and think. Yeah, good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because um, I was quite surprised how poor people's health literacy is. Mm. So what they understand about health. Like, I've been seeing a lot of students recently in the GP practice and they're coming in and they go, oh, I've got a really bad cough and I've got a sore throat. I'm like, you've got a cold, go home. You know, <laughs> you know we can't give you anything for yeah. that. You, you know, have some cough medicine. You know, what 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 else can we do? Um, and also pe people with diabetes, you know, as soon as you say, oh, they've got diabetes, oh, don't give them any sugar. If they don't have any sugar, they're going to die. You know, so a lot of teaching is done in nursing mm. and how, it could be simple things like how to take your inhaler properly or, yeah. you know, what medications or what, you know, because people now, especially elderly people, come in and they've got about 15 tablets. Yeah. And you're like, okay, that's your blood pressure one. That's your stomach one. That's this one, you know. Trying not to be dead fancy, so yeah. yeah. Um, you know that kind of stuff. Very simple things. Yeah. I remember once having to not convince. Convince isn't the right word, but tell a lady after she'd had surgery that she needed to take this needle every day for two weeks. Right. Otherwise, she could get blood clots in her body, which can lead to DVT, deep, deep vein thrombosis, pulmonary embolism, which is very serious. And or she could have a stroke. And my mentor was a bit like, oh, come on, you know, you need to do take this because the doctor's prescribed and, you know, because you've had surgery. I went in, I was like, look, you need to have this needle every day because you do want a blood clot in your body. You can have a stroke, you know, which one do you want? Do you want to be all right? Just take the needle for two weeks or have DVT, PE or uh, a stroke. Oh, which one? I think I'll, I think I'll take the needles. I was like, you know, some people don't understand the severity of some yeah. things. Like some people are quite complacent when it comes to their diagnosis. You know, you, you hear of people, you know, getting diagnosed with cancer mm. and they're a bit like, oh yeah, I've got it. 
yeah, well, you never think it'll happen to you, kind of thing. Yeah, with the needles, are they the ones you have to put in your tummy? Yeah, I had those after I broke my leg. Yeah, yeah. and luckily because my mum's a nurse, she just went. I was like, I don't want to do it. And she just jabbed. It's also, <laughs> it's quite hard. It is quite hard if you don't know how to do a needle. So yeah. I was pressing it, but really slowly into my tummy, oh. and obviously that means that like it's really hard to get it in. Whereas she just went like, you can't see what I'm doing. But almost like a javelin and just kind of like <laughs> stab- and it just went straight I didn't even feel it yeah. and she was like that's what you've got to do and I was like oh, okay because yeah. I was like holding it and pushing yeah, it like gonna, wouldn't go you into gotta, you like got to find yeah. a little tiny bit of fat pinch it yeah and, and just like, a quick like spike. like a dart yeah, yeah, dart, um, yeah dart that's it exactly whereas I was trying to like shove it into my stomach yeah. but I was quite bored of that to be fair because you do have to do it for ages and your tummy then is just covered in dots yeah um, um, yeah but that was quite funny. I remember, I shouldn't, you're not supposed to, but I think I put it on my Instagram story because I was showing off. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really cool. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so true. There's so many different elements to, to, to illnesses and things that go on that people don't understand. I'm lucky that because my mum's doctor, my mum was a nurse, my dad's actually a doctor, my sister's a doctor. Lovely. So my family are full of medicalness. So I feel like I actually know quite a lot about things. And I forget how much people, and that's just from being around them. That's not even being yeah, in a hospital. Yeah. That's just listening to conversations around stuff. But basic things people wouldn't realise, and it is, I find it so fascinating. I love finding out, like, you know, what's the thing when you press the glass to find out if you've got meningitis? Is it that? Meningitis? Oh, yeah, you roll it over your yeah, rash. Just, like, funny things like that I find absolutely fascinating. And I think for me in nursing, what I would find so interesting is learning all the little cues you can see to spot for illness. And I find that literally like the Sherlock Holmes thing. I think it's yeah, like being yeah. a detective. It's really cool. It's like, you know, if someone's got a really high heart rate, you're like, quick. Get the ECG, mm. stick that on them, and you know we need this blood, you know FBCs, UNEs, LFTs, all the rest. Yeah, like this one is for this, that one's for that. Checking for all different stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's it's quite exciting when you've got to, especially when there's a medical emergency and they're doing all these things all at once. There'll be five people around there, and there'll be one coordinator going, okay, because they've got this, I need a trop tea blood mm. doing or. Just to work out what is going on, you know, very exciting. Yeah, because also that's the other. It's weird to talk about medicine like this, but I remember my sister saying it when she was doing like any or um, like trauma. Mm. She's like, it's really scary, but also the adrenaline and actually the amazing ability of being a part of a team. Where, as you say, it's a process, and you've got to coordinate it, and all get together at the right time to do the right thing. There's someone's life there, but there is the other side of it where like you're completing a really difficult task, and the feeling of like, oh my god, we did that right, we did everything on time. There's the compassionate side of, like, obviously you're caring for the patient, but also the personal, like, triumph of knowing what to do, when to do it, and with who, for what reason kind of thing. Definitely. Um, Like, I've I've been with the patient before, and we've suspected sepsis. Very big thing at the moment. Think it costs the NHS near enough the same as diabetes, I think. Really? Why is it so big? Because people are not realising they're getting infections. Yeah, it's just they're not catching the signs in time, or, you know, you could have a cut on your arm. And it could lead to sepsis. You know, God, yeah. it's it's quite serious. But especially like trying to spot it in the community is a lot harder than it is in ho- in hospital because obviously you've got all the machines, everything mm. that can help in hospital. Um, so I I thought this guy had sepsis, and they they have a tool that you follow, do all the stuff, and he did have sepsis, and I was made up with myself mm. that I'd caught this. This man didn't have to go to ICU or anything like that. Never had organ failure. I was made up. Yeah. Absolutely over the moon. And those little things, you know, like, you know, even something like Joe with someone with a UTI. Because mm. if you have a UTI, it can mean like you go a bit, like you have um, kind of like hallucinations or deli- psychotic episodes, yeah. something like that. And you, like we used to always know this one woman had a UTI because she'd say, the world's drowning. I'm like, okay, think we need to dipstick that. And Easy, simple, yeah. something like that. Because I remember my granddad, when he was really ill, had a UTI and it made him go really delirious. And I yeah. found that so confusing to think that why would something happening in your bladder impact your brain? Yeah, It's it's amazing. And also, as you're talking, it's just made me realise, I think one of the problems with the word nursing is it insinuates that you're nursing someone back to health, but actually a lot of what you've spoken about is prevention. So yeah. it's stopping people getting to the point where they need to be hospitalised or they need to be nursed back into health. You're actually cutting and intervening. So maybe that's why nursing is a word slightly misleading because it yeah. sounds like, as you it, say, putting the bandage on when sometimes it's stopping the bandage coming out at all. Yeah, especially um, public health nurses mm. and G- practice nurses, you know, they are prevention over treatment. That's why you get your vaccinations, your, ba- your baby vaccinations, your travel vaccinations, or, you know, your smear tests and things like that. 
it is prevention. They will treat you if you've got yeah. something wrong with you, but they don't want you to get to the point where, especially with diabetes, where you're going to have to inject yourself with insulin mm. every day. could be three times a day you're injecting yourself. You know, it, of course, we want to treat patients to get them back to 100%. But prevention is yeah. obviously better than making, waiting until someone's sick and then going, oh, we are. Totally. Mm. Do you feel like you've learned a lot about, because I wouldn't know, like, obviously what the biggest killers are at the minute or, like, what's going on. Do you feel like you feel so aware of the medical world going on from being in and around it? Absolutely. Yeah, you pick up on different things. Mm. And even the area that you live in can, like, something can be big in Liverpool but is quite controlled in London. Right. It's postcode lottery. Yeah. That's a, if you're going to go to a nursing interview... For, for a degree, look upon postcode nursing, postcode lottery of stuff like that. Um, Top tip. Absolutely. Um, because it varies, like IVF rates, you know. Mm. In, in Liverpool, you can get you could get it done, but if you live in you know, the mid, middle of the country or something, you might not get it. Really? That's yeah, interesting. It's, it's loads of different, like, random stuff. Fertility is so interesting at the minute I think just because maybe it's because I'm like mid-twenties and everyone's suddenly starting to talk about it yeah, all the time <laughs> but I'm like I, I seem to just hear, be listening to conversations about fertility like all the time so that is can you be a specialised fertility nurse? Yeah, yeah you can that, yeah, yeah I can imagine that's really cool as well I've witnessed people getting like the eggs taken out oh, of wow. the of the ovaries and stuff and I've also seen women having them planted the fertiliser can you planted. see you can't see they're way too small to see or can you see them? How big are they? <laughs> can you see yeah. it under a microscope? You can. <laughs> <laughs> um, because what they do is they, they take them out of the ovary and they pass them over to someone who works in the lab. And they are literally there, like, pipetting stuff across going, 10 eggs. Oh, my God, that's two amazing. Eggs, do you have no to eggs. go, do, is it invade? Do they just pipette from... Just... Not from the person, no. <laughs> <laughs> they like... It's like a needle and they like drain the fluid and right. the eggs go in the fluid. But where the, how do they get the eggs out in the first place? It's like a suction method into like a flask. So you don't have to, do you have to go under anaesthetic for that? Yeah, but only local. So it's like you're kind of half there. You, you're not, you. you're sedated, heavily sedated, let's say that. That's so funny. I literally just like, oh my God, you can just pipette them out. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'll start selling mine on but, the black um, market. Just pipette when them out. The, when they plant them, that's, that's a lovely situation. Yeah, I can and they have the picture up on a screen so the woman can see it and the husband can see it going in. And oh, like, wow, oh, that's, that's so amazing. Cute. Yeah, st- st- stood there holding a the hand while a nurse in, in plant it. Yeah, that was, was like, really cool. Yeah, it was good. I like that. That is amazing. Another thing I want to think about with postcode lottery, I had recently had, um, actually my last episode was with a woman who's a doctor and she was talking about how health, which is something I started to learn about more, is mostly down to like socioeconomic. Like the richer oh, you are, the yeah. better your health is automatically just by yeah, the fact it, it, It's true, yeah. There's research done on it and it yeah. clarifies it. And I think with nursing, what you get an amazing ability to do is give back a bit of something that people who are, like you say, in a postcode lottery and born into an area which is mm. more impoverished or doesn't have access to stuff. I think as a nurse, you're probably one of the first people that will be able to give them care because there'll be so many people living either below the poverty line or they don't have access to family or they don't have... Yeah. Like, it's a lot... I think it's always a lot more than being just a nurse. For a lot of people, you might be, like, a really important part of how they... Yeah, you, you act on behalf as, as an advocate for mm-hmm. everyone. You know, a lot of the time, people aren't getting discharged is because they're waiting for a care package at home. Mm. So that extra support, that care of going in once a day. And... That takes up a lot of that, like, you know, a lot of the beds yeah. in hospitals is waiting for the extra bits that they need. So it could be handled by the toilet so they can sit down and get back up again. You know, that could take a few days or could take two days. Just depending, postcode lottery again. Yeah. Just depends. And it, it frustrates us in a way. Yeah, I about can imagine. Getting all that sort of stuff. But social health, social care, you know, how many cuts has there been in social care mm. recently? I would say recently, but in the past 10 years or so, it's starting to have an effect because these people are now coming to A&E when they, when yeah. really they could have one care at home every day and they'd be fine. Yeah. 
can imagine um, that's so hard. Mm. Would you say, I want to ask, we didn't do this, and I know this might be hard, but I just want to get like a full remit of nursing. Like what would be your, is your hardest day, as you said, like when you lose a patient, is that normally? That is quite or, hard. Um, especially when you've done everything that you can do. And you've got to think, you know, they were really ill. Mm. They were really, really ill. Everything we tried, we did everything. And it, it, it wasn't going to happen today. Yeah. Unfortunately. And you have to accept that and move on. And because I remember once a lady went into a respiratory arrest. So she's really struggling to breathe. And if you have that, normally you can, in a couple of minutes, you can go into cardiac arrest, which is what we definitely don't want. And this lady was in the bed opposite, and we pulled all the curtains around. She went, hey, love, she must have saw me through the through the curtain a bit. Hey, can you just switch that machine off over there? It's beeping dead loud. And I was like, do you know what? That, that machine's just keeping that lady alive. Is it all right if we leave on for a bit? And I promise I'll switch it off after it's all finished. She was like, oh, yeah, go on then, that's fine. And just turned over and went back to sleep. You know, yeah, that, that annoys me. Yeah. Yeah. So... I could, but I, the reason I wanted to out like that, I think, because it's such a, it's more to show how much nurses you do and how much you take on. And I think, like, that huge spectrum of talking about someone pipetting an egg, <laughs> not into the world, <laughs> but someone literally, like, putting life into a woman's body who maybe wasn't sure whether she could have life, to being there as someone ends their life. Like, that's yeah. an incredible thing, which most people will never experience in, oh, in no, their life. Definitely. And that's your bread and butter in your day to day. Yeah. So I it's, think. Yeah. It, like, I found it really hard. Um, when I was on the abortion clinic and the ward next door was the IVF clinic. Mm. And for people who were having a surgical abortion would have to walk past the door of the IVF clinic. You know, yeah, it puts it into perspective, you know, and also, you know, elderly patients. Like, yeah, it's, it's really hard seeing when someone's deteriorating and you can't do anything about it. Mm. Um, but, yeah. With, yeah, but with elder people as well, I think one of the, the mom, thing my mum used to say she found the most rewarding was when they had no family. Mm. And she was like, I would just stay, it didn't matter if my shift was over, I would just wait with them. Because you could always be that person and they wouldn't be on their own. Yeah. So, like, that is amazing. That makes me want to cry. Because <laughs> yeah. it's just so amazing. It is amazing. Just that, like, loads of nurses stay behind after this. Yeah. I have. You know, you, you just, you do it because... You, you care for these people as they are your family, you know. Yeah. You, you treat them as you want your family to be treated, you know. It's like they say a lot at Nurse and Open Days, you know, use lot will be looking after us mm. when we're older. So I want to make sure that you, you do it yeah. well. You know, if you think of it that way, you know, yeah, you, you, you do all you can. Yeah. So It I, does. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think it's such an admirable and incredible job to have and I'm glad that like I was able to talk to you and that hopefully people will look at it in a different way because I think it is it, there's so much more to it and it needs to be such a more respected career Definitely. and also the, the, the amazing thing about it is it's like you can get skilled and taught it's I yeah, think that yeah. someone who's unsure of what they're doing you like you can be taught how to be a nurse it's not like certain things which are really prescriptive and yeah it's not like you've got to do an audition and like for when I applied to music school I just yeah. and think if you show that you care and you can speak to someone else you know they, they'll happily take you on and then it's your chance to run with it in whichever way you want whether you want to exactly. go into like different areas or whatever because like if you, if you look on the nursing careers website the NHS nursing careers one there's tons of stuff public health nursing you know yeah everything absolutely brilliant amazing oh I've really enjoyed this chat is there anything you feel like we should have spoken about that we haven't touched on yeah no not really I just feel like people underestimate nurses a lot Mm. and it's a shame because we worked our hard you know and more people need to go into it and people who are um and are in, you know, really consider it. You know, okay, you're not going to earn a million pounds in your first year, but, you know, it, it's it's very good. It hits you more than money, you know. Hits yeah. You, you know, hits your heart very, very much so. And I, I feel honoured to be a, to be trained to be a nurse, to be honest. And I feel privileged to serve our public, we do. And, yeah, I think, I think that's it. It's made me a better person. 
Seeing as it we're talking about adulting, I, I feel like an adult now, to be honest. Yeah, bloody hell, I can imagine. Yeah, so, yeah, oh, definitely. Thank you so much for coming to talk to me. I really enjoy I actually want to go into nursing now. <laughs> I have to quit this. <laughs> come join us, come join us. <laughs> yeah, it is, no, but it is. It's actually, like, really, even when I talk to you, thank God, it must just be, like, I can imagine it's the hardest thing in the world, but also just the most rewarding and incredible thing. And Absolutely. I think it's... It's just, it's a very, takes a lot of strength to go into it. And I can imagine it makes you stronger and all that stuff as well. Amazing. Thank you so much, guys. And thank you to the NHS as well for sponsoring this episode. I will see you very soon. Bye.